Brockton is proud to be the city of champions. With a rich sports history, Brockton is the hometown of boxing greats Rocky Marciano and marvelous Marvin Hagler. The city's athletic legacy continues with the success of Brockton High School sports teams. Known for athletic excellence and good sportsmanship, the BHS athletic program was selected as the number one athletic program in Massachusetts by Sports Illustrated. The school's Brockton boxers have been a longtime powerhouse in high school football. In fact, the BHS football program has been regarded as one of the most storied, successful, and dominant high school football programs of all time. The BHS boys soccer team recently won their first state championship in 2017, leading them to be ranked seventh on USA Today's list of top high school soccer teams across the country. These are just some of the many reasons why Brockton is the city of champions. All right, all right. Is everyone here? Ants! Yes, sir! Roaches! Yeah, what of it? Rodents! Let's get this cheese! Alright, come on everyone, settle down, settle down, please! Look, we all know why we're here. We'll be eating like queens when we're through with this. That pantry's finally ours! Nobody can stop us now! Charge! No, no, there's no way! It can't be! Old Colony Pest Control, veteran-owned Massachusetts, Rhode Island-based operation with everything you could dream of for your pest needs. Equipped with top-of-the-line gear to guarantee your home is protected and staying healthy. Phone number is 774-400-5993. Give them a call for the backup you need. Tell them that General Red Revere sent you. They handle anything from ants, roaches, ticks, mosquitoes, rats, and more. No wildlife or termites at this time. Hey, hey, watch it, buddy. We're marching. We're marching. having the opportunity to have a better life for themselves or for their children, if they have the chance to scale a wall, to swim across a river, they're gonna take it. And the sad thing is, most Americans don't know what freedom really is. We will move forward to pass comprehensive immigration reform and a path towards citizenship. They are laying waste to the very American Republic. 
that has been the greatest country in the history of the world. I did agree with some of the things that Donald Trump did, right? Because I do believe that there should be a vetting process. Is that unreasonable to ask? Make sure you don't, you're not affiliated with any gangs? Why would we want you here? Get out. The majority of the crimes that I prosecute as the chief law enforcement officer in Suffolk County are citizens of this country. We grow enough here, we don't need to import more. If I could deport them, I would. USA! 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 Life hard is so hard in Haiti or in the country that they have before, they'll take the risk of getting caught. If you have five, ten thousand dollars to pay a coyote to bring you illegally across the border, pay to apply and come here legally. She always said that, like, my situation is different, that I don't have the same opportunities as everyone else. I'm not going to tell you about their life walk. I'm not going to tell you about how they got here. I'm not going to tell you about the journey they're experiencing. No, that doesn't matter. Them. They. Sooner or later, I started to get brought into, like, meetings with lawyers. On day one, we end a border policy which allows federal agents to snatch babies from the arms of their mothers. That's when I realized, like, I'm an outcast. Where is my protection? Where is my family's protection? I need to know who you are because if I sneak into Mexico and I commit a crime, there's no documentation of me being in Mexico. We come from, you know, maybe different backgrounds where we share similar experiences. I am you. you. I, I am you. you. In the end, we remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Hi, my name is Jennifer. I'm your neighbor from just down the street. I also ride a motorcycle, so please check twice. Save a life. Motorcycles are everywhere. For more information on sharing the road, visit mass.gov RMV. This is Vianna Marie, and you're listening to Hoobazoo.com. The following conversation is real. It took place on Tuesday, June 8th of 2004 between a Blonde Star advisor and a subscriber. Blonde Star emergency, this is Steve. Is there an emergency in your vehicle? Oh my God, oh my God. I've locked myself in my car and the keys are on the outside. Ma'am, oh my God. ma'am, I need you to calm down. Okay, it's, it's just that the windows are rolled up and I'm starting to sweat. My keys are on the outside. Now, your keys are on the outside of the vehicle? Yes, oh my God. Now, does your car have automatic locks or... Uh, yes, 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 okay, yes. Okay, here's what I need you to do. Take hold of the inside of your door handle there. Are you doing this? Um... The shiny thing. Grab the uh, shiny thing. Uh, okay, I've got it. I've got it. Okay, now give that a tug. Okay. Did it open? Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you. Okay, now what is that noise? Oh, that's my door alarm. Yeah, but that only happens if the keys are in the ignition, hun. Oh, my God. You know what? 
Your keys are actually in your ignition. Yes. Okay. Oh my God! Thank you so much, Blonde Star. That's why we're here. Do you need anything? Else? Blonde Star. No, that's always good. on. Because you're always blonde. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy, Sinister One, broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. i got to give a big thanks to my guest from last week, author and bestseller, Dave Wedge. He's going to be at the Wilbur Theater tomorrow night, Saints, Sinners, and Serial Killers. 
The podcast will be done live. It's at the Wilbur Theater. I got to thank him for coming on the show. I got to welcome all you people, Brockton Cable Access viewers. Um, I got to mention my sponsors real quick before we get into our first guest and my special guest, MDB Electronics. If you get your controller broken on your Xbox or your PlayStation, send them out to MDB. He'll fix your controllers, has it back 24, 48 hours, and you'll be back to gaming. Also, my artist, recording artist, Viana Marie. Her music's everywhere. She's got a couple events coming up in the next couple of weekends. We're going to be mentioning them here on the show. You guys did see the trailer for the new music video, Let's Roll, with Hillary Banks. Also, Tactical Target Systems. When you see me go to the range, I got those zombie targets because I want to be the next Rick Grimes because I'm so scared of the zombie apocalypse. And, um... Felicia, she's the last winner of our t-shirt from ilovebostonsports.com. And we support veterans here at Hoobazoo, Hatchet Radio, and at the booth, Carbonell, Veteran-Owned, Old Colony Pest Control, Residential and Commercial. If you got pests in your yard, this is the guy that will take them out for you. And as I said, my first guest is here with me. You can see him down in that bottom left corner, Josh McDaniels, Double Back Wine. Say hello, man. How's it going? Happy to be here. Appreciate it. And I've got a special, special guest. We, you know, when I knew I had this guy coming on the show, I said, I got somebody that's got to come on the show. She's always posting and talking about wine. And I'm like, I got to have Crystal come on this show with me. Because if there's anybody that's going to be able to talk wine with me and a guy who's a CEO of a wine company is Crystal. So, Crystal, say hello. Love some alcoholic. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So we've got Josh on with us, and as you guys know, Josh McDaniels is also the co-CEO of Double Back Wine. And for those who are familiar with what Double Back Wine is, Double Back, if you've been living under a rock here in New England, was connected to quarterback Drew Bledsoe of the New England Patriots years ago. Remember when he left and retired and from football, and he said he was going back to Walla Walla, Washington, and start investing in wine and remember the Boston Herald, Boston Globe sport writers and everybody was kind of cracking on him saying he's becoming cultured <laughs> and you know, you know how it is around here. You know, he's a football guy. You don't think a big football guys going in, you know, wine and, and guess what? He's made it. I've, I'm applauding him. He's got this company double back and he actually, you saw in that promo how he actually took Josh away from another company to bring his expertise to double back so josh welcome to the show today and just kind of let us know how this all started how this came to be and how did you become this front man for double back and drew yeah man well thanks again for having me i'm excited um you know i grew up in walla walla and uh that's this is drew's hometown you know i'm at the winery right now looking out at our our tank room fermentation room but you know growing up here you know i got into wine really young I started a winery when I was in high school. My mom hated it. She, you know, would have preferred any other industry outside of alcohol. But, you know, I, I loved it. But, you know, when I was a kid, Drew was this, you know, mythical godlike figure that all of us boys wanted to be. You know, we watched him on TV and, and you know, he was the, the legend of Walla Walla. And, um, you know, I remember I worked, I worked my way up at another winery and that's where Drew and I originally met. But I remember when he announced his retirement from the NFL and he said he was going to, you know, back to the, I don't remember which newspaper it was, but, you know, he announced he was going to go back, double back home and get into the wine business. I thought, you know, that's great. You know, it's uh, going to be good news for Walla Walla, but what the hell, you know, this obviously great, <laughs> great football seems like a great guy, but what the hell does he know about making wine? 
you know, and, and you think back, you know, in, the, in that time, you know, Drew was really a, a, a pioneer around, uh, you know, starting a wine company as an athlete. And uh, you think around that time, there was a couple out, you know, and I won't name any names or hate on anybody, but they were really <laughs> mediocre, you know, they were treated like a, like a Nike shoe endorsement. You know, you slap your name on a bottle of kind of, <laughs> you hope you sell a bunch of it. And, uh, and that's kind of, you know, there was some fear around that, but Drew came out and he did everything just, you know, the right way. You know, he built a business from the ground up and uh, focused in around making great wine. And, and uh, it's been a really successful project. <clears throat> nice, nice. And as I said, Crystal's here. She's got a lot of questions we're going to talk about. Oh, um, the so double many, back. And I'm gonna, so many questions. <laughs> I'm going to just pull up a picture here real quick, guys. This is a picture of Josh and Drew. And if you look in the background, I guess, uh, what are these machines in the back? Is this where it ferments and processes? It's the, you, the two of you are standing with glasses, and there's these three big white machines with the temperature gauges on it. It looks like that they're sealed units. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I can't see the photo, but uh, yeah, there are concrete uh, fermentation tanks. Yeah. So we uh, actually imported those from Italy, and uh, we just have a Ooh. couple of them. But, um, you know, yeah, that's where the grapes go right into there. And then we kick off the fermentation and just constantly tasting and evaluating the wines and, you know, trying to make the best Cabernet or Syrah or Merlot that we can. And it's a, it's a pretty cool process. But, you know, we were talking earlier, if anyone ever gets the chance to come visit Walla Walla during that harvest period, which is usually like September, October for us, uh, that's, it's the best time to come because there's so much action and, and you, you know you get to see the grapes and the and the new juice and the smells are crazy and it's just the best time to come. So you get a lot. You know, really kind of brings everything in the winemaking process home. So who are the taste testers? This is always my key question. Who are the taste testers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's uh, it's at the end of the day, it's my decision. But obviously, <laughs> uh, you know, Drew set out with a style, right? So he kind of uh -huh. gave a style that I have to make and. That you know, we we stick to that, which I like, because a lot of people will will change their styles, trying to chase after scores or something, and we've sure. always remained true to that that original style. Uh, but I know, you know, at the end of the day, overall, it's Drew's wife Mara that's got the final say, and that's who I've got to keep happy. So I'm I'm going for that all day. I was trying to get that drill down to see who the female was who makes the decisions on this. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> so do you guys have like dinner parties you pair in the reds with meat like the whites with fish like is that what goes on too yeah you know it's a super you know drew and drew and i have super hard jobs we travel uh -huh. the country and we do these dinners you know like five six course dinners and that's yeah. what we just pair the wines with with different courses but yeah yeah you know and, and all joking aside yeah it's a it's a we do a lot of them and they're really fun and we really like to, you know, over the years, like we used to get really involved in the menu and, and with the chef and try to, you know, tell them what to do. But it's actually been more fun the older we've gotten to, uh, you know, kind of send the wines and let them do what they want to do. And then up for us to come and see what happens, because, you know, it's kind of a, a new way for us to experience wines. But also, you know, it's just a cool way to meet new people and, and show off, you know, what we're trying to do and trying to accomplish with with our winery. So where are you guys, what outlets are you guys in right now? Like who are your biggest distributors? We're mostly sold right off of our mailing list. So okay. it's, uh, you know, quite a bit of, our, you know, it's an allocated mailing list. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have, you know, we work with Martinetti up in Massachusetts who gets a oh. allocation and, 
you know, so there's some, uh, you know, great restaurants and, and whatnot uh, around Boston. Um, you know, I could send you a list, but I can't think of anything. Off- no, no, where- I didn't know if you read like, listen, because the real thing for people is they want to know where can they buy it? That's the real key, right? Where can they buy it? How can right. they support yeah. it? Like, can I go to Atlas Liquors and get it? So I know Martinetti right now I can. So those are the big deals for us. Yeah, for sure. The easy, honestly, the easiest way to buy it is go on to doubleback.com or just send send us an email, info at doubleback.com and, um, and tell them, you know, you saw this and you want to buy some some wine. And that's, that's the easiest way. Yeah. And what are some of your most popular brands? So are we doing reds, whites? Like what, what sells the most? Give yeah, me like the top five that sells yeah, the most. Yeah. So we have three wineries, uh, Doubleback, Bloodsoe Family Winery, and then Bledsoe McDaniels. And uh, Doubleback was the original winery that Drew started right when he came out of the NFL. And, uh, you know, we started out just making Cabernet. And that's still to this day, you know, the the kind of the hallmark of, and you know, and the focus of right. thing we do. You know, we make um, Walla Walla, a state-grown Cabernet Sauvignon. And we really focus on that and try to, you know, show that off. And it's, you know, our most successful product. Um there's also a Bledsoe family Cabernet. So, you know, really? similar style, but just different vineyard sites. Mm-hmm. And then uh, just a couple of years ago, we launched Bledsoe McDaniels, which is actually uh, located in the Willamette Valley down in Oregon. And we make Pinot Noir down there. And that's oh, because- Pinot Noir. It's God's gift to America. Yeah. <laughs> Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot Noir. Amen. Totally. Okay. totally. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're loving that. It's a uh, it's a super cool project. It's just another beautiful area that's you know about four and a half hours from from my house right here in the winery, and uh, yeah, just beautiful area to make make more red wine. So on seasons that aren't so great, what happens? What goes on? Man, yeah, it's always a, you know it's funny you know you, you do all these like business plans and uh, you know you oh, work yeah. different things, but at the end of the day, you know you're so behold you know. Mother nature rules everything, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's farming. And, uh, you know, the last couple of years have been just prime examples of that. You know, in 2020, uh, wildfires ruined our whole vintage down in Oregon right. and Willamette Valley. Mm-hmm. And um, so we didn't end up making wine. It just wasn't good enough. Um, and, you yeah. know, that's super hard. Yeah, it's really challenging. You know, it hurts financially, um, hurts the business, just, you know, trying to gain, you know, notoriety and whatnot. So you miss out on a whole year. Um, but, you know, also, you know, we just last, last week, you know, Keith and I were talking about the crazy weather you guys are having. And uh, we had some similar weather, you know, we had frost issues almost every night for a week, which was just super scary. And luckily, I think we we got out of that in pretty good shape. But mm-hmm. yeah, Mother Nature's hard and she can uh, she can screw things up pretty quickly. So you got to got to roll with the punches. But you also have to commit to, you know, we've always made the commitment like, if we're going to bottle a wine, it has to be the best wine. And that's right. why with those 2020 wines <clears throat> that had smoke damage, we didn't end up bottling them because they were good wines, but they weren't great wines. And right. uh, we right. committed to that and we've stu- you know held steadfast to that belief. So let me ask you a question. So when it's not a good wine season, can you sell them as cooking wines or no? It's just a total like losing the product. Yeah, you can. Um you know, we always joke we sell it to other wineries, <laughs> but you know, sometimes, that, sometimes that's true. Um, right. You know, this some of this stuff. You know, we've dumped dumped it down the drain. It just it was it was real. The smoke was oh, you know, super frustrating because 
had this great, was a, the wines themselves were fantastic, like beautiful wines, but the smoke just stood out. And that was from the wildfires. And, and it was crazy too, because you went through a whole year of a beautiful growing season and, uh, you know, a perfect vintage. And then like five days of, of smoke coming into the valley ruined it all. And so, yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy. But yeah, you can do a lot of different things with the wine. Really? Huh. Yeah. Huh. And so during the whole time of That's COVID, know. you know, like a lot of companies were making alcohol. Did you guys do any of that too or no? We never did. Uh, we have some friends that have distilleries and mm -hmm. I left that up to them. But okay. yeah, it's uh. Yeah, it, was, it was cool when that, a lot of people kind of pivoted and started doing that. It was pretty cool to see, you know, utilizing your business for, for something else. So I have, a, I have a, so, so this is from all the alcoholics. I'm speaking for all the women who come home at night from work, right? You have a glass of wine, you go with the kids and you have a glass of wine. So a Pinot Noir, right? The alcohol content of it. Can we drink a bottle and not be totally fucked up? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. You should. You should drink it okay. for sure. Yeah. I'm not going to stand in the way of that. That just sounds like a good night. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you should. You know, the alcohol for our wines, it's usually around 13 and a half percent. So. Okay. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Listen, that's a party. That's well, a I'm good gonna, <laughs> I'm going to pull up a picture here. Hold on. This is a picture of the entire collection here of the double back and the wines that you were talking about. And for me... For me, I'm a little upset here. I'm looking at this. I'm hearing all this great discussion about, you know, signing up on emails and things of that sort. And, you know, you're up there in upstate Washington, Walla Walla, you're, you know, down in that whole vineyard area. And I'm a big fan of Rieslings. Um, uh and, and you guys don't offer a Riesling yet. And I was very hurt by that at the fact that I looked at this whole lineup of product that you have. You're up there in Walla Walla, and, and there's no Riesling yet. And thanks to the Phantom Gourmet here in Massachusetts, you know, they have their wine fest every year is when I first started testing my palate. See how I worked that in there to make it sound like I know stuff? That was but, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, what, you know, are you guys going to work on that? We talked a little bit about this off the air, and you did mention about, you know, your your, your fondness of Riesling yourself. Um, yeah, totally. I love Riesling. I mean, uh you know, Washington went through this huge Riesling stage and still has a lot of great Riesling. Um, you know, probably one of my first wine loves was, was dry Riesling. Um, I, I love it. I've made it, uh, Leonetti, I grew up at Leonetti Cellars, which was kind of the founding fathers of, you know, Washington red wine, right. at, at least on like the higher end. And uh, they, one of their first wines was Riesling and we actually made Riesling for a long time. And so I got to know it really well. I loved making it. Uh, I would love to, I've talked about, you know, making Riesling under the Bloodso family winery label. Ooh, and uh, so, yeah, sign me up. Love, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, they're great wines and there's, you know, so much potential in Walla Walla and Washington state where you have these cooler, you know, vineyard sites where you can plant Riesling and really grow something that's, you know, got a lot of acid and got a lot of, um, you know, good phenolics and, and aromatics in the wine. Just like, you know, I love old school German Riesling. So it's, it'd be, I'd be right there with you. I'd love to do it. So oh, I'm a big, now, um, place... well, I have a, here, I have another Ooh, question. So have a, I'm a big Sauvignon drinker. That's what I drink. Prosecco and Sauvignon are my typical everyday alcohol. Okay. And um, so for your Sauvignon Blancs, because so the ones in um, New Zealand, they're more grapefruity. What's the undertones in yours? Yeah. I mean, ones that we have, um, 
you know, that's like, the, you know, you get that really green pepper and, uh, oh, and uh, what okay. the cat pea and New Zealand Sauvignon yeah. Blanc. And, uh, you know, we get away from that a little bit. It's more, you know, citrus fruit and uh, melon driven. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ooh. but still like lots of acid and lower alcohol levels, which I love and just, you know, clean and fresh and, and, and bright. And, like really know, crisp, like yeah, crisp. Brine, like really grapefruit and all that stuff. I love that stuff. So it's, uh, there's some great wines like that being made around here. All right. Well, I'm going to sign up because I can't wait. I can't wait. And now, I'll get all true? my girlfriends. I have a huge following, so I'll get all my girlfriends to sign up too. Yeah. It, uh, is it true about the, uh, the, the, you know, when they talk about the headaches after a night of drinking wine, is it true about the sulfur content? The, is it, what is it, the lower the sulfur content, the less a headache you have? Is that how that works? Yeah, I was, I always like to make fun of people to say, um, you know, I can't drink, I can't drink that much wine because I get headaches. And, you know, it's like, don't you get headaches when you get drunk every, pretty much every time? Like, you know, you're, drunk. You're, you're not getting headaches usually from the sulfur. Um, Usually, so I like to give people a hard time about that, but you know, it's kind of a misnomer in wine. It's actually like, like when you buy uh, like lettuce at the store or dried fruit at the store, there's actually like a way more sulfur in those than there is in, in wine and in, in good red wine. So um, most people I think uh, don't actually have an allergy to the sulfur. It's just uh, kind of, a, sometimes it's actually the tannin in red wine too, that, uh, people I've heard that. With. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah do you have any vegan-based products too? Because that's the other big um, draw right now is vegan wine. So, yeah, you know, technically um, everything's vegan. Uh, you know, we have used like egg whites in the past for some cabernets, but we haven't in a while. So yeah, technically, I think everything is is vegan. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm in. I'm in. Josh, I'm in. I'm, I'm like in love. I'm in yeah. la la la. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Solid interview. We actually went over our 10 minutes. A good good discussion here. Josh, please, please shout out the website. Please shout out the email because, you know, we want people to get on this allocated list, you know, and, and get on there. Like I said, I know I already signed up. I already put my email in. I want to be notified when the Rieslings are, are announced. So yeah. uh, please, please mention all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so doubleback.com or bloodsofamilywinery.com. Either way, and uh, contact information is up on the website. Give us a call or send us an email. Uh, or, you know, better yet, just make book a flight out to Walla Walla, and uh, we'd love to yeah. host you at the winery. And, uh, yeah, but, yeah, thanks a ton, Keith and Crystal, for having me. This has been fun and, and looking forward to next time. Good stuff, good stuff. And we were talking off air. He was talking about um, a baby and, and how it was supposed Aww. to. His wife was actually supposed to run the Boston Marathon, yeah. but she ended up getting pregnant. So much success to her and her pregnancy. And maybe, hopefully, we'll see her here next year to run this marathon because um, we'll be in the 127th running. So maybe she'll be yeah. able to come for that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she loved, she uh, qualified, and then we ended up having a COVID baby. I don't know how that happened. Um, you know, I don't, you know, but yeah, she was uh, she was she's uh, stoked to get back into running. It's, it was only like three weeks ago that we had the baby, so still fresh in the minds, and uh, uh, looking forward to next year, maybe. Well, Josh, you are absolutely terrific. It was such a pleasure meeting you. I will tell you that just terrific, and good luck with the baby. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, yeah this has been fun.
All right, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back here with more Booth after this. You're listening to The Booth with my special guest, Crystal Tyson, and Josh McDaniels, the other Josh McDaniels, because I know you're watching the show here in New England, and everybody's like, that's not Josh McDaniels. <laughs> He's in Vegas. <laughs> the other Josh McDaniels. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back after this. You're watching The Booth. Hey, it's your boy, Sinister One. We're back here in the booth with my special guest, Crystal Tyson. I got to thank Josh McDaniels of Doubleback Winery. Great conversation. If you guys want to check him out, make sure to go to Doubleback's website. Sign up for that allocated list. You can get your stuff shipped right to your house. And like I said, I already signed up. I can't wait for them to announce their Riesling. And um, <clears throat> I can't wait. So, Cheryl, um, who's in the chat? Who else is in the chat? All you guys in the chat. Asking about the wine, make sure to check them out. The Anna Marie's in the chat, and um, we're gonna get into this show. Let's see here. News booth, news booth. Hey, I gotta retract a statement. Last week, there was one thing, and, and, and shame on me. I worked for the MBTA for many, many years, and I made a big oversight mistake last week when I spoke about the death of Robinson Lalin. Um, he is the man who was killed after being dragged by an NBA MBTA redline train. And you know, I had said on here that you know that. This is something definitely the MBTA is going to eat, but I forgot that there's always that 1%. And I've got great inside information that this gentleman, unfortunately, who lost his life, actually, they have it on video. The driver, the operator of the red line train, she did check down the, the length of the train in her mirrors as she should have. Um, the doors were already closed. Here is the issue that I'm hearing from a good source, is that the train was already departing the station the man ran after the train and punched his arm into the door through the sensitive edges. But guess what? Once that train is leaving the station, those doors are locked for other safety reasons. Those doors are not going to open up, and it's a tragedy all around. The MBTA will probably still pay something out, but those doors were never going to open for that gentleman once that train is departing the station. So I have to retract my statement last week, you know, because I forgot there's always that 1% where we don't know. And again, video is key. Video is key. Um, 
Also, here in Brockton, the Italian Kitchen, a massive, massive Brockton staple, is closing. But it's not closing. It's switching ownership. The Jamulis family, who owns Cape Cod Cafe, is buying it. It was one of the worst kept secrets in the history of Brockton. But I'm so glad the Jamulis family is purchasing the Italian Kitchen because they've been in business of pizza and Cape Cod Cafe Pizza for years, just about the same amount of time as the Italian Kitchen. So it's great to see that. Also, you're going to hell story on the booth. This is a new segment here. We're going to find stories that might find from time to time. And these are stories that you hear and what you think, <laughs> you're going to hell. So the story this week in the You're Going to Hell, in Michigan, a class of kindergartners accidentally drank tequila. One of the students in kindergarten brought Jose Cuevo to class. No one knew it. And during snack time, this kindergarten student <laughs> passed around shots of tequila and five other kids drank the tequila and the teachers and, and, and those in the class did not recognize it until kids were complaining of feeling woozy. Um, some kids didn't come out of nap time like they should have. <laughs> See, Crystal, you're going to hell. See, Crystal, you're going to hell. This is what the say. <laughs> See, this is why I created this segment. You're going to hell. See, because <laughs> everybody should be outraged. That a kindergarten boy was able to bring some Jose Cuevo tequila to kindergarten class. <laughs> and you're going to hell, Crystal. <laughs> Go ahead. I'll let you speak. <laughs> oh, but I love this. The kids drink it. They're like, yeah. I mean, I feel woozy. Woozy. <laughs> 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 It's terrible. That's not, I'm horrible. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> it's like one o'clock and the kids still haven't come out of nap time. What? The teacher's like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, that is the greatest thing I've ever heard. So wait, did he bring a bottle in? How did he get it in? Like he, he brought, so he, I guess he brought uh, a ball of the pre-mixed Jose Cuevo tequila mix with the juice. Oh. And he served it to his classmates. So oh, I'm pretty God. sure somebody's losing their job. But like I said, this is the new segment on the booth. You're going to hell story. I got to tell you, that is week. absolutely fantastic. That kid was like, yeah, yeah, you know, this is what goes on in my house. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. So parents, lock your liquor cabinets. <laughs> Crystal, J hey, this this was a new segment for me. And you just proved that this segment works because she... <laughs> <laughs> first class first class you're going to hell <laughs> that's so great uh oh man uh new york enacts the first in the nation plan to buy electric school buses i'm not applauding this to anybody at all because if you've been oh. following this whole thing about the electric buses and things of that and, and vehicles you would know that there is a ban worldwide that nine countries are part of, and we've made this promise to make sure everything's fully electric by 2026. So all of these uh, states and stuff that are touting that they're doing this, they're not doing it because they, they want to. They're doing it because they have to. They have to be compliant by 2026. So don't go patting Joe Biden and all these people on the backs. Um, this is something that we need to be compliant. I mean, but listen, the, the reality of life is we need to get off all of these fossil fuels. We do. 
We do. Because we're just making up yes. the country as rich. So we just need to get off them, and that's the bottom line. Exactly. So in the legal booth, this one here is for all my Trumpster, Trump American friends who were <laughs> all over my Facebook page talking crap about me, talking about uh, Elon Musk being the savior for freedom of speech. He's not no savior for freedom of speech. I already broke down the money for you guys. And here's the thing. A lot of you people who think that he's going to take Twitter over and then you're just going to get on Twitter and drop the M-bomb or say whatever you like, at the end of the day, no, you're not. There's this freedom of speech and hate speech. Hate speech is a real thing. It's a legal term. Number one. Number two, you just can't get on social media and say what you want and then try to claim freedom of speech. And for all you people out there who are saying that freedom of speech, you should be able to say what you want. I put this story here right for you. Alex Jones, a millionaire, owns the website InfoWars. He was out there promoting this whole story that the Newtown, Connecticut, Sandy Hook shootings was fake and that everybody was actors and he's this was not now. true. It was, a, yeah, yep. Bankrupt. And guess what? Yep. He's bankrupt mm -hmm. because he lost the lawsuit. He has to pay the families damages for promoting. And you've, we've talked about this before crystal on this show. You just can't come out here and just be saying stuff that you have no, nothing. It, it lies and, well, freedom of speech doesn't cover stupidity. The other thing about it is, I always find it interesting when people get dug in about stuff that they have no personal vested interest in, right? You weren't in Sandy Hook. You didn't live there, right? So how do you know if it's fake or not? Do you know what I'm saying? And it's children. Like, where's your sensitivity chip? It's just as always interesting, like, what sociopaths are, like, disguised as. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, what would make you come out of your mouth in the first place and be like, it's a fake. All of these children were killed because some crazy didn't lock up their guns, didn't police their child, right? And then you have the audacity to go, it's fake? What are you talking about? How do you know it's fake? Were you there? Did you live there? Was it your kid? Like, stop this. He deserves to lose everything. Also, I will say something that I find interesting is, and listen, I'm a big believer in you can believe whatever you want to believe in this life, okay? But there's this thing that I'm finding with this far like, right, like it's always the sky is falling. It's the worst. It's all of this nonsense. It's exhausting. It doesn't even play into your real life. It has nothing to do with your real life. Like I, I find it so fast. What did Sandy Hook have to do with this guy's real life? You've lost everything now. You've bankrupted your entire family. What did it have to do with your real life? Nothing. Go to work, Dan, and shut up. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's it's ridiculous. At the end of the day, it's it's ridiculous. So I'm yeah, hoping it, that as crazy. a society that we're going to start moving away from everyone having an opinion about something that you know nothing about, right? It's the same thing. Like mm -hmm. when people give you their legal opinion and they're not an attorney, or they give you their medical opinion and they're not a doctor. Like it, it's it's all of these things. It's like. At some point, if you have no education, no background in it, no knowledge of it, you should just shut the fuck up. I know. I'm sorry mm -hmm. to be so harsh, but that's the reality of life. Yes. Right, right, right. And that's and that's how it should be. You know, that's how it should be. And, and unfortunately, people think they have this and they have that. Um, in the entertainment booth, Marvel releases. Oh, hold on here. 
Yep, hold on. Entertainment booth real quick. Uh, DJ K. Slay passed away, 55 years old from COVID. He is an influencer. He is a mixtape innovator. Back in the day, I remember listening to DJ K. Slay all over tracks with DJ Clue and those guys. Uh, passed away, 55 years old. Uh, so rest in peace. Did he to get him. that? Did he not get a, a vaccination? I believe he he did not. That's what I thought was her, but it was unconfirmed. And he Ooh. was battling COVID for four months, four months. So, and you know, it's it's just sad. So, uh, <laughs> also in the entertainment booth, hey, it was okay to dream for one week. Um, last week there was a story that came out from a reporter, Louis Pisani, who claimed that ASAP Rocky had cheated on the pregnant Rihanna with a shoe designer he has now come out and has now admitted that he has lied about this whole thing to get clout so for a week a lot of us was like hmm might have to jump back and might have to jump back into rihanna's inbox yeah but this is my Mm -hmm. thing though if you were going to come out with something give me something real who's cheating on rihanna asap rocky is a nobody and you're cheating on rihanna the baddest bitch oh okay yeah okay (laughs) all right we got it yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> so of course it was a, a fake story he tried to stick by his guns but of course when they hit him with that possible lawsuit <laughs> you know he decided to sing the truth you know what's so interesting to me is i can see why a chloe kardashian got cheated on right forgive me i'm gonna say something so gross Multiple times. Rihanna is a boss. Rihanna is a boss. And she's also a good time. Look at Chris. Well, who's our who's our ex who punched in the face? What's his name? Chris. Chris Brown. Chris, Chris Brown. Brown. And he was stalking her for years. I mean, like, she's a boss. She's a chick you want to hang out with and have a good time with. Do you see what I'm saying? I really, mm-hmm. I really don't believe that ASAP Rodney is trying to cheat on that because she's a good time. Some of these personalities that get cheated on, well, not such good times. I'll use um Chloe Kardashian. I love the Kardashians. I do. Do I think Chloe's fun to hang out with? No. As a guy, no. No. So you can see why Tristan would cheat. Do you see what I'm saying? It's your level right. of fundum and like who you are as a person. People can disagree with me all they want to. I just don't think that Rihanna is someone that you're going to cheat on because she's fun to hang out with. She's a good time and she's chill. There you go. Anybody who makes a song, bitch, better have my money. Bitch, better have my money. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, oh, man. Uh, Marvel released the Thor Love and Thunder trailer. So I just want to let people know here that um, the restraining order will be back in effect, as you guys know, for years on the booth. Um, I've mentioned and talked about the restraining order that Natalie Portman has on me to stay 500 feet away after I saw her uh, years ago. Um, so now she's back on the big screen. Your boy Sinister One will make sure he has to stay 500 feet away. At least, at least I can see the. At least I can see the film. Um, but if she comes here for any type of film promotion, um, your boy Sinister One cannot be in the area. It, it was it was rough because when she came in to go to school, I couldn't even go up Mass Ave. It was sad. It was tragic. Now the quote: "She's another one. Oh. Looks like a good time. She looks like a good time. Yeah." Oh, man. Also, before we get into the sports booth, I've got some breaking news. Here we go. Breaking news. Breaking news. The Wolf Militia is canceling the Punisher logo in Disney Plus accounts of the Disney Lights Militia. On the floor, don't say it off. So, this past Easter 
and scraping the Punisher decals from their trucks windows so for those who were out there <laughs> the woke militia is very upset uh in the sports booth yesterday was the 126 running of the boston marathon but one of the stories that really stuck out to me is the story of henry richard henry richard lost his eight-year-old brother back when the bombings happened he was the eight-year-old that died um he decided to run the marathon in his honor and he completed that so these are the stories that I pull out of the marathon. And I know that Romero here from Hot 96.9, his wife ran the marathon for his ex-wife and to raise over $10,000 for cancer. So big ups to Nicole Torres for that. That's another great, That's amazing great. story. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of things that we can talk about. Uh, big news in sports. Man, if you have DirecTV, you're losing NFL Sunday ticket. NFL Sunday ticket contract is over with DirecTV. They're going to Apple TV. So any of us who have iPhones yep. and have access to Apple TV, we're getting NFL Sunday ticket on our phones now. So that's a that's huge. That was like a plus for me. That's huge. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's I huge. was when I saw that news, I was almost dancing in my in my bedroom. I was almost like, oh, okay, because I hate when people are watching NFL games on Sunday ticket and then they're posting before everybody on on social media. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a big one. That's huge. Um, tragic story here. Um, Aaliyah Gales was shot 10 times at a Vegas party. She was the number eight ranked high school basketball player. She actually had signed commitment papers to play for USC. Um, if you guys had saw these mass shootings across the country and the one in Vegas, it was a party. They were at the party. People were told to leave. The people warned everybody that they was coming back. The people warned them, we're coming back. We're going to shoot this party up. For me, if somebody says they're shooting a party up and coming back, I leave. I'm sorry. I don't wait around to test them. I leave. I'm, I'm one of these party poopers. I'm out. I'm going to my, you know, you'll have those friends that will tell you, no, no, stay, man. They ain't coming back. I leave. And this yeah. is the reason why she stayed. And unfortunately, she was shot 10 times. Thank God she didn't lose her life. But the question is going to be, will she even be able to play? at the level that she plays at, you know, so we'll see. She's young. I don't know. It's tragic, Crystal. It's just a horrifying story. That is, that just really blows my mind. But my other thing too is, are you going back and shooting up the party? Get a life. How's that, how's that going for you? Do you know what I'm saying? So you kill him. Like what? Yeah. You're wrecking, you're sacrificing your own life with someone else. It's stupid. Stop it. Oh, God. It's so, it's so 90s. <laughs> <laughs> feel about stabbing when i hear like stabbings like so and so stabs, i'm like is, is this 1994 like what is this yeah. yeah yeah it's crazy um i know the conspiracy theorists and illuminati people are probably taking this story uh cristiano ronaldo uh -huh. his newborn son has died um it's a tragic tragic story but you know there's a lot of people out there who believe in this unfortunately this illuminati and they always say the illuminati when it's when you're famous like this guy, okay. Cristiano Roden, they say that they, they come. They come. Usher, he lost a child. Um, you can go down the whole list of people who've had tragedy in their lives before or, when they, or just after they became but famous. But I know people you know, say it's, that it's so crazy. many women lose lose pregnancies you know, every year. Like it's, it's more numbers than you would think. So I find that interesting when people say that when someone famous, it can happen to anyone. And it's That's more right. prevalent and devastating than people realize and not talked about. So, and, and I was also told that during COVID, 
Um, a lot of pregnant women died during birth of, of children. They didn't go to the hospital. That a yeah. lot of people, that was, yep, that was mm -hmm. one of the things that they really didn't touch base on. And I heard that was a huge number. Yeah. Um, so our prayers and uh, prayers go out to him and his family in the death of his newborn son. Uh, Colin Kaepernick interview with TMZ and says he wants back into the NFL and would be willing to back up with another QB. Look, Chris Ronaldo, sit down, please. <laughs> Sit down. You know Sit what? down. You had your chance. The NFL was here. They set up a whole day for you to try out and have teams come and look at you. And what did you do? You didn't show up. You blew them off. And you went to some freaking high school in Atlanta and decided to host something there. And that's what put the bad taste in everybody's mouths because the NFL was set to make it right with you and you didn't do that. And now you want to come back. You think you want to come and you said you want to play in Seattle. First of all, you was a mediocre quarterback. Let's be real here. You weren't that great. And, I, and I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from you and all the social awareness you brought to the NFL and all that stuff, but you weren't that great of a quarterback. Sorry, Colin. I hate to I'm say just, I'm, 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 I'm in total agreement with you. I'm in total Listen. I think someone had to call attention to the injustice for black people. I do. However, mm -hmm. I, I, I've, I've had this conversation with so many people. Listen, my parents marched for civil rights. Okay. So you were talking to someone who was like in it. Okay. I don't believe in using your employer to do it, especially if you are mediocre. You know, like if you're a Tom Brady, okay. All right. I get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would understand it, but come on, Colin, like, dude. Mm. Right. I'm, I'm you... thankful. I'm listen. I'm thankful for all of his the recognition that he got. Right. I feel like it's changed the game in America. I do. However, it has. I feel like maybe you weren't the person to sacrifice yourself for it. That's all I'm going to say. That's right. That's and that, right. And that's think what about I about the long term. People don't want to touch you, especially <laughs> just mediocre. Now, if you were absolutely fantastic, people forgive it. Who's the one who had the dog, um, the dog fighting scheme um, thing that he had? Michael Vick. Yes, right. Michael Vick. He was talented, so they forgave it. Bring it back. That's right. They're that's, all about winning right. games, and I think <laughs> the NFL said, "You know what this is all about with the NFL? It's about winning games. They don't give a fuck about all your other bullshit." So, Colin, you can't be mediocre, right? With your bullshit, you better be number one and come with your bullshit. Do you see what I'm? That's the difference. I feel like Colin didn't. I mean, he could try acting. Can he act? Can a motherfucker act? I mean, what? What else? I don't. Can I don't know. Guitar can. Colin, don't. Is there anything else we can get on you, homie? Like what? I don't know. And he's and he's doing he's doing a lot for the community. And I'm not like I said, I'm not taking that away from him. But like I said, he was not a great quarterback. And when people say that, so uh, we're at 745. Gloria Shea, I see you. I see all you people out there in the chat. Thank you for tuning in and watching the show with us. Um, I just got to mention Gloria Shea. Talk back with Gloria Shea. We'll be back. She's going to be interviewing Newbie Rateau here in Brockton. Newbie has his show here in Brockton. The show is film I Am You, Immigration in America. Uh, Gloria Shea is also done with auditions for her stage play, Sugar the Play. She's done casting. Um, she's done and she's making the announcements real soon. We've got a venue that we're also making an official announcement about. And um, it looks like it's going to be September 17th is the date of the play. And it's going to be out in Ohio. And I'll be letting everybody know how you can get tickets, when you can get tickets, because your boy, Sinister One, is on the executive board. And I'm going to be heading out there 
for the premiere of this Sugar the Play, which is going to be great. I can't wait. And um, I got the new promo set up for that. And um, let's see here. Biden Bombshell, 746. I'm, I'm running a little fast right now. Oh, man. This weekend was Easter weekend. <clears throat> and unfortunately, on Friday, a Trump-appointed judge down in, of course, Florida, read the story, decides that the CDC overstepped their boundaries on mass mandates for travel on public, different public transportations, which in turn turned this weekend upside down on the airlines because now all of a sudden it's mass off. Everybody heard that on Friday? Yeah, Their masks are off. They, you know, oh, the sad part about and, this whole thing to me is, what's so interesting to me is, again, people making decisions and you have no idea what you're talking about. So another 10 days, because we have this new variant, right? It's going to be running rampant, this new variant, because it's already running rampant. So we're going to have this whole thing. Hospitals going to be filled up again. People are going to be like, why am I dying? Some of the crazy. Well, the other thing is, is too, they, they forget that airplanes are private carriers and the rules set forth, if they had read what this woman said, a private business can still make you wear masks Absolutely. because they're, they're a private entity. So people forget they, they were trying to get on planes and they're like, well, the judge said, I don't have to wear my mask. It's like, but this is our airlines and our airline says that you got to wear your mask. But you know, so you I, gotta... I have a thing on this too with people. It's a self-preservation thing, right? So you don't know what this thing is. It's airborne. I don't even want to get the flu. Listen, I'm going to say it like this. Forget COVID for one minute. I don't even want to get the flu. I don't even want the common cold. You're in with all of these filthy people, people sticking their fingers up their noses, touching their butt. People are disgusting. Human beings are disgusting, disgusting. And then you want to be like, I don't have a mask on. Stop, stop it. It's gross. Gross. It's disgusting. It's gross. People want to lick buttholes these days, like all of it. And then you're like, I'm just going to trust a stranger. Disgusting. That's all I'm going to say about it. Think, just keep these things in mind. Why do you think we have all these hygiene standards, right? Because you are filthy. Stop it. Right. Okay, right. That's right. It. That's what I said. We, we wouldn't have been in some of the problems that we would have been in if people weren't so dirty as it was. I, it was funny because one of the, and it was one of the things that I said, you know, during COVID, I said, wow, it's nice to see guys washing their hands when they leave in the bathroom. And somebody right. said, what are you talking about? I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just, I'm just letting you know, yeah. I'm putting all these other guys out there because there's a lot of guys, if you're in a nightclub or something hands. or a restaurant. And, and they don't want to wait. They don't want to wait for the sink. They go right back out. They uh, go right back out without washing their hands. And it drives me crazy. Drives me crazy. The other thing, too, <laughs> is think about the things that you touch all the time, like your phone. So I'm constantly purelling my phone, right? Because just think oh, about yeah. the regular filth in your life. And then you're like, I want to trust a stranger. Okay. Okay. All right. That's Yeah. Just gross. Just gross. What's up, Dennis Donahue? Thank you for your service, my boy Dennis Donahue. I actually grew up with this guy. This is a guy when I first moved uh, to Brockton. Okay. My, my brother Dennis, what's up, man? Thank you for watching the show. Viana Marie is out there, too. Uh, good stuff. Um, let me get on here. 749. Next story in the Biden bombshells. Uh, B-21 bomber prep reps up. Air Force awards contract for advanced pots. The B-21 bomber is the Air Force's new fighter jet now for those who know me like my man dennis um i was obsessed with fighter planes as a kid growing up the f4 phantom the eight the a10 jaws was my favorite plane um my i had my dad take us to see the actual b2 bomber in rhode island um when they had the air show because 
when the B2 bomber came out, the rumor was was that the B2 bomber, because it looks so different, the stealthiness and everything, the rumor is is that the B2 bomber has um, stuff from the the, the the UFO that supposedly crashed in Roswell. That's why the advancement between the bomber and the F, because the F4 and the F14, the F15 was the United States flagship of fighter planes, and all of a sudden the B2 came out and. Quonset Point. Yes, it was, Dennis, and I believe you went with me a couple of times. Um, we used to go, we used to love seeing what they call is, um, is when they repel. So it's like a C-130. It's like a big-ass airplane. And what happens is, is it was at that time, it was the Falkland Islands invasion. And what they did was they did this maneuver where they call it repel. And it's not repelling down the rope. What it is is the C-130 plane comes down. And they have a temporary runway. The plane touches the ground and it's still moving. As it's still moving, the jeeps and tanks offload of off this plane as it's still repelling down the runway. It's insane. It's crazy. Um, and, it, and it was one of these things that was just unbelievable to see. So wait, um, is someone so driving them off the plane as it's wow? As the plane is as the plane hits that ground and taxis up the runway to take off at the end. Mm -hmm. um, the jeeps and all of that stuff they come right off the back of the friggin' plane and it, they, it, it's called repelling off the plane it, it's it was insane it was insane to see this maneuver um dennis donahue again thank you for your service he says it's like the blue angels yeah this b21 radar plane is no joke and again tech they, the rumor is and i watched this on um the sci-fi network and stuff they said that um a lot of that B-2 bomber was taken from the, the, the ship that crashed in Waswell, like the, the stealth technology and things of that sort. Um, and it's, it's been a very, very touchy rumor in, in close. Uh, Dennis says they're on skid plates. Yes, Dennis, they're on skid plates, which are, which means that's why they don't go out of control coming off that plane. Um, but uh, it's great stuff to see this plane. Um, well, we're now in the age of Aquarius, so we're going to see technological advancements. Um, yes, there's a lot of there's a lot of robotics. So, yeah, I was reading some of the technology, and there's a lot of robotics as, as far as uh, monitoring and things of that sort. So it's it's pretty crazy stuff. Uh, Ukraine invasion day sixty three. <clears throat> um, Russian jobs taking a toll. Sanctions are taking a toll. Um, Putin says that this is a victory for them and this and that. But guess what? They're about to lose. 200,000 jobs in Moscow. They can't keep supporting this. The sanctions are killing them. There's no money coming in. They're about to lay off 200,000 people. Um, eventually, what's going to happen is, is this country's either going to support Putin or it's going to implode, and they're going to turn on Putin. And I think that's kind of where they're headed. They're, they're already starting to turn on Putin. That's yeah. why he won't come yeah. in public now. Yeah, they're, they're looking for him. They're going to get him. But you know what I find so interesting yep. about all of these authoritarian... Um, like countries like first of all the regular public can't travel anywhere why are you trying to control all of these people what are, what are you getting out of it i mean there's only i'm, I'm going to say this again to people and this is real life right you can only shit so many times okay who cares if you shit in a gold toilet you can only spend so much money you can only do so much in this life you can only heat and cool so fucking much there's only so many times you can get shit faced and recover like stop it with the bullshit and all of this like i want all of this wealth but you're trying to keep your power stop it putin for what for what you don't even have a quality of life your quality of life 
fucking sucks. And everyone tied to you, your quality of life sucks. Yeah, you can sit in your big house, but come on, get fucking serious. You can't go anywhere in the world now, right? You can't go anywhere in the world. What, what is this about? Grow up, stop it, let these people be free. And I'm just talking about the regular population. The regular population, do you know, can't travel. So in these countries that are, that's right. This kind of thing, that's why I feel like people don't get it here in America when they bitch about all this stuff. It's like, you have a great gig in America. You can go anywhere. Go to these communist countries. Those people are in total poverty. They have nothing. And you're like, oh, we got it so bad here in America. Even the poorest of the poor here in America. So yes, they are turning on Putin. They are. Yeah, yeah, and I've got a, I got I got a friend who was on uh, Facebook this week, uh, Noel von Magnus, and he's like, Biden took away my freedom of speech. I'm like, he did. He's like, yeah, I can't say. And I'm like, no, he didn't, bro. I'm like, you're on Facebook right now, putting up all this crazy stuff. So you didn't have. See, your my thing speech. is, but what is the crazy <laughs> stuff that you want to put up? See, that's my other thing. It's like people don't even understand how great they have it. So what's the crazy stuff? What do you want to say, nigga? Do you know, like I I feel like with people, I'm like, let's get down to brass tacks. What is it in your freedom of speech, in your life that is so terrible while you sit in front of your keyboard in your heated house with your electricity and your gut and your bullshit? What is so fucking bad about your life, Dan? What was his name? Sorry, what was his name? No. No. No, Magnus. What's bad about your life, (laughs) No. Oh, and we got a breaking news story. Here we go. Breaking satire news. Here on the booth, and we're back here <laughs> getting ready to close out the show. I posted that picture that was actually given to me. Uh-huh. That picture is a is a fake picture, and it was actually given to me to R squared. He's a United States Army colonel, retired JAG officer. It was a laugh. I chuckled. I posted it on my Facebook page, and then all of a sudden. The Trump Americans and all these people are pissed at me for posting this. I have a friend that came out and he's like, that's not funny. Um, Ukrainians are dying left and right. And it's like, dude, it's no different than something that Saturday Night Live would do for a laugh. It's a fake picture. It's a fake joke. When can we laugh in this country anymore? You know, everybody's so uptight about what they feel and what it's it's sad. It's craziness. And uh, oh, wow, we're at 757. So. Um, real quick, I got to mention all those people right here buying my hoodies and my uh, hats and things of that sort. Big ups to you guys for doing that. Also, the shows that I'm producing I right love. there, Triple Threat Tuesday. And then Vianna Marie's event coming up, kicking it off old school, which is April 23rd. And then she has an event on April 24th. I believe I'll get that flyer up. Want to thank everybody for coming out and supporting her at Murder the Vibes. And there's our winner, Felicia, for the t-shirts. And uh, again, thank you, everybody, for supporting me, supporting my brand, and supporting uh, all of these items that I have out there uh, to purchase and support. And I got to thank everybody who came out. When I DJed, I had to DJ Friday night, and I had to DJ Saturday night. And I just got to say something, people. I DJed a surprise birthday party for people... For someone who turned 30, 
these people wrapped up and were pretty much done by 11 o'clock. Oh. I did a, I did a birthday party for 70-year-olds on a Saturday. They were cleaning tables up at 10.30, so I thought, oh, they're getting done. Nice little lady comes up to me and she says, uh, what are you doing? I says, oh, I see you guys clean up tables. She's like, nah, we got this place till 12. We're going to 12. These people took the party right to midnight. I was playing music. They was drinking, having a good time. These people rocked out better than the 30-year-olds I rocked out for the night before. It was love insane, it. Crystal. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Listen, I get it with the 30-year-olds are like, time for bed. These these older folks like, we're going to do it. We got it until 12. We're doing it. You know what that is. That's that money. That's the They spent the money for the hall, so they're getting the use of the hall. Absolutely. Why, um, STDs are running rampant in old folks' homes. Same reason. They're like this. We're going to do oh, it Friday. man. Yeah. All right, let them know where they can find you, Crystal. We got to get out of here at 7.59. Oh, on social media, I'm Crystal Tyson. But listen, some of my social media is controversial. So I'm just going to say that right now. On Facebook, it's Crystal Tyson. Instagram, Crystal Tyson. And um, I think on Twitter, it's Crystal the Queen. But you'll you'll know. If you use Crystal Tyson, you'll find me. But it's controversial, so keep that in mind. And I got to thank everybody for coming on the show, hanging out with me. Um, don't forget, if you put stuff in the chat, there's a chance you could win a shirt. And if you guys saw the promos, my girls, man, Carmen and Camille, the twins, they're coming on the show May 17th. They were at the Grammys last week. They're One of their writers won a Grammy. And they're going to come on the show and hang out with us and talk about their new music. And then, um, hey, check out Triple Threat Tuesday. Uh, Maddie C., Got his show coming up, and then we got Happy Hour with Lito. His show's coming up after this at 9. And a uh, big, big shout-out to Anthony and Dustin at Vibby Web Design for redoing Rihanna Marie's website. And uh, SpongeBob, do me a favor. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and Hatcherradio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, meow. You guys, meow. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I made it, you don't repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, and y'all think I'm playing. And I gotta hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. Try me, try me, and I'll probably end up laughing, cause I never back down. I'm that chick with a clean ass whip. I don't need that shit, cause I got my own now. I get hot, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down. Don't mess with me, cause on everything, I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-Gatsu-Razoo.com W-H-O-B-A-Z-O-O-Gatsu-Razoo.com